is happening as part of the Sandpipe. こんにちは小林若菜ですお聞きの朝のラジオショーはサックビルニューブランズウィーク CHMA106.9FM です Hello and welcome to Tanchamara Report on CHMA106.9FM and CHMAFM.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Friday, August 4th. On today's show, It is the hardest project I've ever worked on,、uh, the hardest documentary I've ever produced by far. The village of Dorchester is getting ready to celebrate the small but mighty Sandpiper next weekend, and part of the celebrations are a screening of a documentary film made by Mount Allison grad Anas Nanis called Peep the Great Migration. Nanis collaborated with many Tantramar residents on the production, and we'll hear more about it coming up shortly. But first, some news and information briefs. Sappy Fest kicks off in Sackville today with a main stage tent up on Bridge Street between Lorne and Main. The three day music and art festival also includes a number of free events happening outside the tent, including a Saturday noontime show at the Sackville Skate Park with Tea for Three and Mother Tongues. There's also high, integri- high integrity interval training with Aquaculture Fiver and Nathan Doucette at the Chester Cole Memorial Ball Field on Saturday morning. Struts Gallery is partnering with Sappy Fest on free events all weekend, including a sound installation project on the edge of the Waterfowl Park along the Trans Canada Trail off Weldon by artist Special Costello. The project, called Surround Sound, runs Friday afternoon, 2 to 5 p.m., and Sunday morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Sappy Fest schedule is available at sappyfest.com. The Nature Conservancy of Canada's fourth annual Big Backyard BioBlitz runs from August 3rd to 7th. The BioBlitz is a community science effort to document as many species as possible within a specific area and time. Participants use their smartphones, tablets, or digital cameras to record the plants and animals they find around them, then submit their observations to iNaturalist, a crowdsourced species inventory. During last year's event, participants logged over 53,000 wildlife and plant observations across the country. More than 5,300 different species were documented, the most frequent being monarch butterflies, which are classified as endangered globally. The most common invasive species was wild carrot, also known as Queen Anne's lace, a non native wildflower that grows along roadsides and outcompetes native plants for water, sunlight, and space. You can register and get photo tips at backyardbioblitz.ca. The last day for the Blitz is Monday, August 7th. Now for today's feature story. Filmmaker Anas Nanis says his nature documentary, Peep, was one of the hardest projects he's worked on and involved roughly 30 full days of waiting for the right moments to film at various locations, such as Johnson's Mills, just out do- outside of Dorchester. He also had to contend with Bay of Fundy winds and the need to keep his distance from his subjects, tens of thousands of semi palmated po- sandpipers on a weeks long feeding stopover in the Bay of Fundy. During their long migration from the Arctic to South America. Peep the Great Migration will be screening next weekend as part of Dorchester's Sandpiper Festival. You can catch the film at the Dorchester Veterans Memorial Center on Sunday, August 13th. CHMA caught up with NS Nanis right before Peep made its Sackville debut this past February at the Vogue Cinema. My name is、uh, Anas Nanis. I am a filmmaker. And、uh, I made、uh, Peep the Great Migration.、Yeah. All right. Tell us, t- give, give me the, the, the sort of concept. What is Peep? 
Yes. So the documentary um, covers the journey of a, a juvenile sandpiper, uh, and it's covering its migration from the uh, Arctic, and then they uh, make a big stop here in the Bay of Fundy to feed, and then they go on to a 72-hour flight to uh, to Brazil. So it's covering its journey, why the Bay of Fundy is very important, why this area is very important for this bird, why they have been coming here for as long as we can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, does that mean you we, we will follow them all the way to Brazil? Well, we're not actually physically <laughs> following them to all the way to Brazil, but there will be some footage covering them when they arrive there. Uh, But uh, the main focus is their stay here in Fundy. So how they use this space, how they feed, when they feed, what they do, um, what are some of the obstacles they face, whether that's uh, human interference or um, uh, birds of prey like the peregrine falcon. And there will be a lot of footage of peregrine falcon attacks and how they escape and and stuff like that. Falcon drama. Yes. how did you come across this story? How, what, what, you know? How did you find it, and what grabbed you about it? Yes, so I, I've done a small video a long time ago for Mount Allison. I was a Mount Allison student as well. I did a video. There was a, a summer internship for two students. They were doing an internship at the center, so I did a video about it, and 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 really got my attention, knowing that this bird, um, the majority of um, the population of the semi-palmated sandpipers. Uh, come here to the um, to the Bay of Fundy. Like we're talking worldwide uh, population, uh, they uh, they travel through the uh, Bay of Fundy. So we did that piece, and then a um, couple of years after, almost four or five years after, um, I was planning on doing a documentary, a nature documentary, and uh, the idea came in. And this this is a bird that. I can easily cover, I can drive from Moncton to, you know, to the Bay of Fundy, whether that's from uh, Dorchester side or, you know, from the uh, Alma side. And so I guess what, what grabbed me into the idea is how important this bird to this area and why people need to be educated about this bird and what they do in here in the Bay of Fundy. I'm guessing there's going to be some... Uh you know, amazing, uh, amazing shots, and I'm sure it was technically challenging, possibly, to film these birds. Uh, tell, like, did you use any kind of particular special equipment, drones, or anything like that? What were you? Yeah. Tell me. Give, give me the the techie for side sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, as far as how challenging it was, I would tell you that it is the hardest project I've ever worked on, right? the hardest documentary I've ever produced by far. Um, mainly, uh, first of all, because they are birds, they are unpredictable. You can't tell them, can you just stay still for a little bit? I'm just going to grab a quick shot. That doesn't happen. So that was one, one part where I had to stay hours and hours just like kind of like hidden and waiting for the right moment to happen. So I went there to the um, to Dorchester Center or we went also from the, um, the guzzle from Nova Scotia side. So I went to different locations, but we're talking about at least like 30 days, six hours, eight hours a day, just me. Yeah, just me sitting and waiting for the right moment to happen. And then you go set up, right? It's a, it's a big setup. You have a camera, you have a big lens and audio and everything. 
and then they decide to not come there that day to that specific spot so then I will go change to another spot and it's already night so I was like all right well I guess we'll try tomorrow so th there was that part the other part like the technical side of it I've never done something of this magnitude as far as a documentary um, you know a nature documentary so the equipment that I used most of it is new to me so there was a lot of um, like long lenses zoom lenses that I have to use for you know different reasons first you can get close to them and also if I get close to them to get my nice shot, it defeats the whole purpose of the documentary because my, my, like the whole purpose is that to educate people and not getting close to them, giving them the space they need when they want to rest. So there was a lot of that and it goes similarly with the uh, drones. I didn't use drones at all when it comes, when the birds are there. Again, for similar uh, reasons, I'm going disturb, to disturb them, they're going to waste their energy and then that puts them you know in uh, in risk for their flight to brazil so i only use the drones as kind of like to show the landscape of the area where it was like a couple shots in um, alma some some shots in the um, hopla rock some shots here as well but it was in an area where i made sure there are none of those birds resting or, or and it was from far and yeah so that, that I wouldn't say like it was heavy on drones or something like that for, for that for that reason. And you working with uh, a, a name that some people in Sackville would recognize as well, Sandy Burnett. And you've yes. worked with Sandy Burnett in the past, right? Yes. yes. So how, and so what's his, tell, tell me about his role. Yeah. Um, well, t let me t tell you a little secret. One of the reasons that the idea of doing a docu nature documentary came about because I worked with Sandy in the past. We did a, a piece for the town of Sackville about the, um, the waterfall park. And there's uh, another piece about the marshlands and all of that. So knowing that I have Sandy as a voiceover talent artist and even his knowledge about these things you know knowing that it, it gave me confidence when I pitched the idea to Bell TV which they are the main sponsor for the uh, documentary um, it gave me confidence that I was like yeah you know even if the visual visuals were not the best I got Sandy for voiceover he you know it, it will look good it will sound good you know so um, yeah he, he had a big role whether that's in the um, the initial uh, period where we were just uh, kind of gathering information about the bird, making connections and, um, and you know, reaching out to different people, to Mountie Profs, uh, to uh, Dr. Deanna Hamilton, uh, Peter Hicklin, a lot of other people, you know, he, he definitely was the core when it comes to making those uh, connections. And again, when we started filming and getting like kind of developed ideas about editing and everything, um, we sat down together again. We're like, oh yeah, maybe this piece comes here better. And then when we did the script, which uh, Sage Shaheen, uh, the director of the uh, documentary, made the script and again we sat down together like okay maybe this one we used it you know more often here maybe do this maybe switch this you know so yeah he, he had a big role in uh, make, making this documentary come to life uh, what's your next project currently I am working on another documentary uh, not related to birds or nature even though I'm hoping to uh, to kind of 
go go for another nature documentary but the the, um, the documentary I'm working on is called uh, Exile 2 so I did a series last year Exiled uh, like the first season about a Syrian refugee family that came in here to Canada so you know it's just takes you through that journey of them adapting to a new culture a new language um, their kids uh, you know going to school and all of that and now season two is going to be about Ukrainian families I'm doing it about two Ukrainian families that moved in here because of the war that uh, started last year and uh, it's it's you know it's going to go into details about the, their lives in Ukraine and what's brought them here what they like it what, what you know what what they like about Canada what they don't like about Canada and all the different details that's filmmaker Anis Nanis Peep the Great Migration will be screening next weekend as part of Dorchester's Sandpiper Festival. You can catch the film at the Dorchester Veterans Memorial Center on Sunday, August 13th. That's it for Tanshima Report for this Friday, August 4th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Mi nombre es Paola González de Salvation Army Thrive Store y estás escuchando CHMA 106.9 FM en Sackville, New Brunswick. And now the weather. Today mainly sunny, fog pack. hours to spare, please consider sharing your time to help volunteer at Pedback in Port Elgin at 12 Church Street. Pedback has been in operation since 1984 and provides a variety of services to residents of all ages in the Port Elgin and surrounding area. Help is needed for sorting through donations, shelving books, and organizing items on their store shelves. For information, please call 506-538-7638 or visit the Pedback Facebook page at Pedback Foundation. The Drew Nursing Home in Sackville is looking for volunteer drivers for the Meals to Seniors program. Meals are provided at noon from Monday to Friday to clients in Sackville and surrounding areas. If interested in volunteering, call Food Service Manager Donna Lowerson at 506-364-4909. That's 506-364-4909. Hi everyone, my name is Reg, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sacramento, Brunswick. Hello, my name is Emma, and you're listening to The Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick.
Good morning, good morning, and I am Craig. Welcome to the Late Morning Show. Welcome to the Late Morning Show. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Welcome to this show where we do it right. So, and every Friday, every Friday, we've started, well, I've started having a an African Friday. So an African Friday is where we take the morning show, the late morning show, and turn it into, you know, we have some African music celebrating the continent of Africa where I'm from. So yes, let's, we can get it started. We can get it started by having the lovely, lovely Burner Boy, Burner Boy coming up on the low, on the low by Burner Boy.
down Yo, this your body, he put in my heart for lockdown Welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. We just listened to Calm Down, Calm Down by Rema. And before that, we had On the Low, On the Low by Burner Boy. A lovely, lovely songs that we had there. And we're just ramping it up. We're just starting off this African Friday that we have. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show if you're just joining. And I don't want to stop the music there. I don't want to stop the music there. It's... 
Yeah, we could go on. We go on. Coming up is a Colossa, Colossa by Oxlade, and it's currently nine twenty-three. It's currently nine twenty-three, and you tuned in at two CHMA one hundred six point nine FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Tell me what's up and gone 